Good morning. This is John Murthy coming to you from WNZN out of Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in this morning, and uh, it's a beautiful day, you know. And uh, thank you, Wanda Ewing, our station engineer. Thank you, Wanda. Good morning. You're very welcome. For getting everything turned on and getting yeah. all the microphones hot. And <laughs> Thanks, Wanda. In the right well, direction. She's always with us, you know. Yeah. Rain, sleet, or snow. Yeah, yeah, right. Wanda's on the go. Yeah, yeah I mean. Hey, there you go. That's good, dude. <laughs> That's a song I used to sing when I was a kid cleaning up my dad's factory yard. So anyway. And David Aboot. Yeah, assisted. good to be here, John. Great to be here. So, we're entering in, really, to the holiday, Christmas, New Year, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. season. Yeah. So, it's amazing how quick this year has gone. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, uh, Boy, has it ever. Wow. Happy that everybody's tuned in this morning. Again, this is WNZN 89.1 Power Radio coming to you from Lorraine, Ohio. If you're having any problem hearing us this morning, you may want to try to live stream us on your computer, and that would be www.wnzn.org. Once again, that's www.wnzn.org. Or if you would like to call in, you might have a question or you might have some insight you'd like to share. That would be 440-399-3044. Once again, that's 440-399-3044. And so um, I thought what we would discuss today, David, you and I have been discussing uh -huh. this, because there's always been a high interest in the book of Revelation. Yes. And just yeah. not with Christians and believers, but even like Hollywood and popular culture and music. Mm -hmm. uh, this thing kind of gets in there, uh, this book, uh, the famous book of the Revelation and, yes. and what it means. Some call it the Apocalypse. Right. But I thought we would discuss it, at least get into chapter one, because uh -huh. chapter one is loaded mm -hmm. uh, with things that are then uh, kind of explained or alluded to as you go through the remaining chapters of the book, all right. until you get to the very end of the book. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, we see it's Revelation. When you go to Revelation chapter 1, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Some people say revelations, plural, but it's revelation. Okay, It's right. just one. And we, we do get the word apocalypse, uh -huh. but in the Greek, that word apocalypse simply means unveiling or revealing. It's not coded. That's apocrypha. You have the right, wrong Greek word here. Right. But apocalypso or apocalypse is unveiling. If you think, in, let's say, in a Roman Empire, right. when they created a great statue of Caesar or something, they had it shrouded in cloth until the big memorial day they're going to unfold it. After many years, of you know, the sculptures are mm -hmm. working. Up, all mm -hmm. the people are out there watching. They pull the ropes. And that's the apocalypse. That, in mm -hmm. other words, they unveiled it. Yeah. That's what it means, really. Right. It's an unveiling, mm. not a hiding or huh. encoding yeah. or something like this. But notice the transmission there, how this message comes to us just from verse 1. Mm -hmm. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants what must soon take place. Mm -hmm. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. So it first comes yeah. from where? From who? God. God the Father, to, to who? Jesus. To Jesus. To an angel. To an angel, to who? To John. To who? Uh, to Jesus Christ. From after, after John, to who? To, to the people. To the servants. Yeah, to the, yeah. All in verse yeah, 1. Right. Mm -hmm. From God the yeah. Father, uh -huh. to Jesus, yeah. to his angel, to John, to us. Mm -hmm. All in verse 1. Yeah. And what is it a revelation of? Jesus Christ. Yes. Not the yep. end of the world. And the, I mean, all these things may be contained therein, but the key is Jesus. He's the dominant feature or yes. subject of this of this book, yeah. of this letter, if you will. Yeah, that's a great way to explain it, But John. I understand that transmission line, right, how that right. goes. Mm -hmm. From the Father to mm -hmm. Jesus, to an angel, to John, and to the servants. Right. That's to us. Because there's messages in here 
that applied 2,000 years ago that apply to us today. Yeah, you know, for the sure. Bible says in Second in Timothy, uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is mm -hmm. profitable for doctrine, instruction, correction, teaching, and righteousness, yeah. that the person of God might be fully equipped, thoroughly mm -hmm. equipped for all good works. Mm -hmm. You know, to, mm -hmm. but it says all Scripture. That includes yeah. this Scripture. Yeah. So. As we go by, we're going to see the angel. The angels are going to be prominent in this book of Revelation. No other book in the Bible has as many features or names angels more than the book of Revelation. Over 50 times, mm -hmm. either singular or plural, you'll see angels. Mm -hmm. And now, um, the key, of course, John will say, in verse 2, he bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ right. to all things that he saw. Now, we're going to see shortly that John is in exile. He's on a little island yeah. off the coast of Turkey, present-day right. Turkey. Back then it was called Asia Minor. Yeah, Patmos. Patmos. Right. But notice what he's in there for, the word of God. Yeah. Mm. Around the world today, mm -hmm. Christians are being persecuted for the word of God. Mm -hmm. The word of God was under attack in the Garden of Eden Right. at the very beginning. Yeah. What's the first question Satan asks? Way back in, did God did really say, say that? He's yeah. attacking the Word of God. Right there, it is. Okay, right from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. And of course, we're going to see this. Uh, he bore witness to the Word of God uh -huh. and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. And John has actually been banished. He's being punished on this island, this right. little rocky island, like a prison island, uh, for the Word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, this is very important because he's writing to people that are undergoing persecution mm -hmm. for the word of God and for their witness about Jesus Christ. Because back then, oftentimes, they would exalt the emperor, Caesar Augustus, or Julius Caesar, or Nero, or Domitian, right. as a god. Caesar Augustus, son of God. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's even on the ancient coins. Mm -hmm. They thought, And sometimes they would make the citizens of Rome come on a given day and take a pinch of incense before an altar, before the statue of the emperor, and simply say, Caesar is Lord. Caesar. You know, like in World War II, they uh -huh. go, Hi Hitler. Right. Hi Hitler. Yeah. Well, this was allegiance, but Christians uh, wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, right. they would say, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And see, that could cost you. Your yeah. testimony could cost you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We don't suffer that yeah. in this country like mm -hmm. that, but there are parts of the world, you will be imprisoned, you will lose your job, you may die yeah. for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts yeah. on this? This is just kind of well, launching this. Yeah, and the other thing I picked, you know, John, this was the I mean, I've read the whole Bible, but this is the first time I've actually looked at Revelations because we were prepping for the show. And I've stayed away from Revelations, too, and I realize that's a huge mistake. Uh -huh. Because, you know, uh, you know, when you connect it up, it starts with Genesis, we're in paradise and then you have all of the drama and all of the sin going on for those 2,000 years in the Bible. But Revelations then brings us back to paradise in the end. Right. Even though you have mm. the apocalypse type mentality, and there is going to be that, right? But it brings us back to paradise. It's such an important book. And that's what I'm excited about because, you know, that we're able to talk about it today. And I think we'll continue some of this next you know, after the holidays, too. It's so important. Yeah, you bring up a good point. The Bible is interesting. First, it starts in eternity. Yeah. In the beginning, God. Way back there, God yeah. is, has no beginning. He right. says, I, we're going to see that shortly. He is the great I am. Mm -hmm. But it ends up going into eternity. Yeah. A new heaven, a new earth. We're right. with him forever and ever in the light of the presence yeah. of the Son of Jesus. So there's no other book in the Bible that starts this old. Mm -hmm goes from eternity past to eternity future, and it shows God's great plan. And we're yes. part of that plan. Right. Everyone listening is a part of that plan. You're either in 
as a child of God mm-hmm. or you're out. Yeah. And of course, there's going to be warnings and encouragement to get into the family of God yes. before it's too late. Right. In other words, just like in Noah's day, you know, the, the ark was being prepared. There's plenty of room on that mm-hmm. ark, you know, for yeah. more people than just family of eight. Right. But again, people will laugh, they mock, mm-hmm. they didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. So to our lives here. Yeah. There's coming a day, it's our last day. Yes. Now, it could be means Jesus comes back, we're going yeah. to see that, mm-hmm. or we go to be with him through right. death. Yeah, you know, it, it's and it, it's not just about judgment, as you said. The book is about hope for the oh, faithful yeah. in Christ. Yeah. And, and that's the take-home message, you know, I think I'd like to convey today. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, one of the major themes we're going to see going through this, <clears throat> it, it, it fills us with hope that we might be motivated towards holiness. Yes. Mm-hmm. It fills us with hope that we might be motivated towards holiness. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, you know, and and these people back here needed it. We're going to oh, get into gosh, their yeah. lives. Sure yeah, that was sure. a time of Nero, right? When, we're when not that, sure. Okay. The Book of Revelation is unique, David. It, good question, because if you study the Gospels or you study Acts of the Apostles, you can get time indicators. Yeah, Caiaphas was the high priest. Mm-hmm. Pilate was this. Mm-hmm. This provincial town, so and so. This, so you can you can drop the date in pretty good. Yeah, but we don't have time indicators in the Book of Revelation. Mm. It doesn't list a given mm. king. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it could be as early as. 65 AD, it could be mm. as late as 94 AD. Yeah. You know, it's in that span. Therefore, we're not sure was it Nero, was it Domitian, mm. was it uh, uh, Titus? We're not sure who the emperor. Okay. We assume could be Nero later. Some good scholars think it's Domitian. Both were very megalomaniacs. Yes. Uh, they persecuted Christians. Yeah. Uh, they were. Pay- I mean, so, we'll get into w- that. Which is perfect timing for John to be given the word yeah. from Christ of because, you know, just of hope. Yeah. Yeah. And then letting them know it's coming. Yes, exactly. You know, it's not... These uh, kings will be taken care of, yes. And and these Christians are going to go through it. Mm -hmm. So he says, um, now this verse 3, blessed. There's seven blessings listed in the book of Revelation. Right. Some call it the Beatitudes of Revelation. Yeah, exactly. This is the first one. It's Uh the only book in the Bible special blessings are assigned to those that do what? Read it, hear it, and keep those things that are written herein. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He read it. Everybody can read it. Everybody can hear it. And then what is it he wants us to do or take action upon? But a special blessing is promised. Yes. And that's why Christians especially mm-hmm. shouldn't fear this book. But realize every time I teach it, I open up in a PowerPoint, a book of Revelation, a letter, mm-hmm. and I put the next thing I put in there, this blessing. There's a blessing to be had for those that read it, mm-hmm. those that hear it, those that keep the things written herein. Yep. The new, King, the, new King, King James, the new King James Version reads, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. blessed are those who hear and obey what mm-hmm. is written in it because yep. time is near. Right. It, it, the it, idea being, yeah. see, back then mm-hmm. when these letters would go to churches, right. they think that maybe 20% of the population was literate. Yeah. Could re- mm-hmm. So you you get a letter and they would read it. Yep. And the people in attendance would hear it. Right. And then, of course, they would be admonished, okay, let's obey this, yeah. let's avoid that, let's do this. Yeah. But the idea that... To read out loud Yeah, is to actually, read aloud. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're referencing because few people even had a personal copy, right, John, of the Bible? Right. Well, yeah. certainly the scrolls, right. right. Uh-huh. That would come later. Mm-hmm. But but they did that's recopy good, it. Yeah. yeah, that's a very mm-hmm. good point. Yeah. Exactly. Should we be reading it out loud ourselves? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's a good idea. All right. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, well, you know, I mean, why don't you read then one through three, David? Okay. Um, 
So you, 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 Revelation 1 through 3? Uh -huh. You want to just read the whole thing? Okay. Yeah. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of his prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it. Because the time is near. See that time yeah. is near. Yeah. yeah. So wow. it's um it has that urgency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then John, I, three times in chapter one, he's going to say John. Mm -hmm. He's going to. So um, most everybody believes this is the apostle John. Mm -hmm. This is the one that was part of Jesus' inner circle. Uh -huh. This is the one Jesus entrusted his mother to at the cross. Son, behold thy mother. Mother, yeah. behold thy son. Yeah. This is the one that is uh, receiving this revelation. He'll get the, write the gospel, he'll write three letters, and there's good proof that he is writing this book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. He might be the only living apostle at this time, mm -hmm. of the original apostles, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, didn't they throw him in a vat of oil? Didn't they that try and kill him? tradition has that. They yeah. try to kill him. And, and then they, they banished him because he wouldn't die. Right. Yeah. And he was an old man at this time, no yeah. doubt. But he's getting this, this revelation of Jesus. Right. Now, mm -hmm. what's interesting, if you hold your a finger here, but turn to the end of the Gospel of John for a moment. Mm -hmm. There's something kind of interesting being stated here. Now remember, he is getting the revelation of the second coming of Jesus all through the book of Revelation, right? Mm -hmm. But look what he says here. He says, um, Where are you? chapter 21 of the book of John, the Gospel of John, and Jesus has just basically told Peter how he's going to die in oh. verse 18. I say to you, uh, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. When you are old, you will stretch out your hands. Another will carry you uh, and take you where you do not wish. He huh. spoke, verse 19, he spoke signifying what death he would glorify God. Basically, he's going to be crucified. Mm. He's going to stretch out his hands. They're going to nail him. They're going to carry the cross, mm. post it in the ground. He's going to die. Mm -hmm. And then it even says that he spoke of his death. And Peter turns around and sees the apostle that Jesus loved, which we presume is John. And he says, what about him, Lord? Verse 21. Verse 22, Jesus said, If I will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Mm. Now, then this saying went among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say that he would not die. He just said, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? Mm -hmm. Did John live to see the second coming of Jesus? In a sense, yes, in yeah. the book of Revelation. Right. Exactly. He got the vision. Now, we assume he died shortly thereafter. Yeah. But he but got the yeah, vision. Exactly. He brought the right. vision. Yeah, it's going to kill Yeah, you. right. Okay. Yeah. Just a little side note there. Yeah. Okay. So now we come in, back in Revelation, uh -huh. uh, chapter 1, verse 4. This is where John... So essentially, this is to seven churches. Mm -hmm. uh, now, these seven churches are in present-day Turkey. Mm -hmm. They called it Asia or Asia Minor back then. Right. Um why he picked those seven churches, we don't know. But here's yeah. the first mention of seven. Mm -hmm. Now, seven is going to be all through the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Seven churches, seven angels, seven blessings, seven woe judgments, seven vile judgments. Seven, 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 seven. It makes sense that the last book of the Bible, if the Bible's going to be completed on mm -hmm. a, what would be the mathematical mm -hmm. number that would be prominent? Oh, yeah, seven. Seven. I think, you know, John, I, I saw that uh, it was listed 49 times. Mm. From the scholars is and that right? in the research. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because that's why even you'll see seven all through mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, you shall work six days, the seventh. Right. You know, yeah. then you're going to have 
uh, after Passover, you'll have seven weeks yeah. or 49 days. Then the next day is yeah. Pentecost. Right. You see seven, seven, seven all angels, the way seven trumpets, jubilee, seven, yes. sabbatical. It goes all the way through. How many seven times, horns. Lord, should I forgive my my brother of yeah. the offense? Seven, seven times? times seven times <laughs> 70. Yeah. Right. So yeah. seven has denotes yeah. completeness yeah. or perfection. Right. And it makes sense if this is the last book of the Bible. We're going yeah. to show other reasons why this is the last book yeah. of God's revealed word. This is everything. But that would tell us we don't need another word. Right. We don't need the Quran. We don't need the Book of Mormon. We don't need Scientology for more revelation. No. You understand? No. It's complete. Yes, yeah. And we got to deal with this. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I think God gives us sound indicators why his revelation to man from Genesis to Revelation is a completed volume. You know, they're um, bookends. Well, one of the things that struck me while, while we were getting ready for the show is I, I've always said to you and Wanda, mm -hmm. look how much time has gone in between you know, the time that, you know, before Christ came and then after Christ was here. But it's really to allow us to see that this is the word of God. Yeah, right. This is God and he's completing the for his story. Yeah. He's telling us that I, you know, what I have told you is true and this will happen. But he's given us time to follow. Oh, yeah. You know, he's given us, that's why we have so much time. I never put it together that way. God is long-suffering. Yeah. His mercies are new mm -hmm. every morning. Yeah. He's patient. He's, he's he's fill in the blank. Yeah. God does not want to judge and send people to hell. Right. It says clearly yeah. in the Old Testament, as yeah. I live, it saith the Lord, I take no pleasure in the yeah. death of the wicked. Yeah. Jesus says, I do not come to condemn the world. I come to save the yeah. world. Yeah. He even says in Matthew 25, hell was not created for man. Mm -hmm. Hell was created for the devil and his mm -hmm. angels. Mm -hmm. But if man wants to go there, mm. somebody has well said, for a man to go to hell, he has to squeeze past the cross. Mm. Think about it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we're coming up towards the Christmas season, right? Yeah. What is the... Anyone in business knows that a logo or an icon determines your brand. Nike, mm -hmm. Golden Arches, Bitten Apple. Mm -hmm. What is the greatest logo, the greatest icon of all human history? That's yeah, the cross. The cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cross. That's yeah. Why? Because the cross shows the depths of my sin and the height of God's love. Mm -hmm. That's right. The vertical plank... Yeah. Is man's relationship to God restored right. through Jesus? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The horizontal. Once that's achieved, we can have a relationship with mm -hmm. fellow man. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. It's not going away. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go. So here we see this first mention of seven. Like yep. you said, David, you could do. You'll expand that later. Now it's a letter. So he says, "Grace and peace." Grace to you and peace. Mm -hmm. All the letters are addressed. Why does grace always come before peace? Because we need grace all the time. We're Without <laughs> grace, we don't have peace. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we are grace is a free creatures. gift from God. Yeah, for God right. so loved the world, he gave. Yes. That's the whole thing of Christmas. Yeah. Why do we give gifts? Well, yeah. it all talks about the greatest gift. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave. Mm -hmm. First, we need grace. Yeah. Then after that, we can have peace. We have no peace of God without the grace of God. Right. Mm -hmm. And the world is desperately looking for peace. But once we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, then we can have the peace of God mm -hmm. in our hearts. Yeah. People are desperately searching for this, yes, this season right yeah. now. Yeah. This year. Am I right, Wanda? Yeah. This year is coming to a close. Yeah. There's there's schedules and there's we've mm -hmm. suffered loss. Mm -hmm. You know, I leave here and I go to memorial service yeah. for a young man who died. There's hurt and there's anxiety. But with Christ mm -hmm. Yeah. We can have peace with God yes. through the cross, but then we can have the peace of God right. that yes. only he can give. Absolutely. Right. So, Amen. Okay. Now he says, from him who is, now look at this title. Notice that preposition, from. 
from him who is and who was and who is to come. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a title of God. Remember when Moses was in front of the burning bush mm -hmm. and he says, okay, Lord, you want me to go back to Egypt? You yeah. want me to confront Pharaoh? I'm right. just a shepherd, right? Yeah. Who is sending me? What name am I going? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like if somebody sends you on an errand or something or you're going to mm -hmm. make a contract or be an ambassador to another country, you got to say, well, whose name am I using? Yeah. But if you say, so-and-so sent me, yeah. doors open. you got authority. Yeah. So we say, God says, I am that I am. Mm -hmm. It speaks of his eternality. Mm -hmm. He's got no beginning, no end. That's what this phrase means. Who is and who was and who is to come. Right. God, he's mm -hmm. eternal. Notice it's from him. Mm -hmm. But it's also from who in that same verse? And from the seven the spirits seven who are seven Completeness, perfection. Mm -hmm. So if you want to give another title to the Holy Spirit, yeah. it'll be seven spirits. We're going to see that later in the throne room, right? Mm -hmm. Then it comes from who in verse 5? And from, and from Jesus, Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ. You yeah. see the Trinity here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who's given this message? Mm -hmm. The Father, the Son, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, this emblematic is coming at us now. The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, speaks of his resurrection. Now, this is an important verse. Yeah. The ruler of the kings of the earth. Why do people back then need to hear this? We need to hear it today, but why was that important? What were the rulers of the earth doing to God's people at that time? Oh, they were. What were the rulers yeah. of the earth doing to the Israelites when they were in slavery in yeah, Egypt? It's yeah. good to know that there's a king there's higher a than that higher king. Than yep. Today, we got a, there's a king higher than our president, our prime minister. You know, it's good to know that. That's so. absolutely <laughs> good to know. Yeah. That God is in complete control. There is hope, like like we said. Yeah. Notice he's he's a ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us, and washed us, and made us kings and priests. Look at these three verbs that he's yeah. done for us there. Freed us from our sins by his blood. Before he does that, yeah. he does loves what? us. Loves us. Right. Now notice something. What comes first? We're cleansed from our sins, or he loves us. He loves, he loves us. us. You know why? If we waited till we got clean from our sin before oh, no, he would kidding. love us. Oh, man. He loved cool. us while we were yet yes. sinners. Yes. Right. That's why when people try to say, well, when I clean up my act, I'm going to try to come to God <laughs> and get my... Yeah. No. Yeah. It works first his yes. love. Right. Then we get cleaned up. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> Jesus says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men, right? Right. right. You know, when do you clean a fish? Before you catch it or after you catch it? <laughs> you know? But I think this word yeah. order is very important. He loved us. Then he freed us or washed us from mm -hmm. our sins. Yeah. Then he made us kings and priests. Yeah. This powerful, even in these opening oh, yeah. verses, what he's done for us. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we think, okay, I've got salvation through Christ. Yeah, but there's so much more. He is in the process of making us kings and priests. Why, that's interesting, that phrase. We're going to see that recur again. In, later in the book of Revelation. Well, the power too, John. I, I was just thinking about it, car wash. You know, your car is covered and mud. It goes out uh, the other end. Right. And it's clean. But the power for us to become priests, to serve God and the Father, and we're perfectly clean at that point. You know, once we're following Christ. Okay. Right? Even, though, do even though we're with sin, he's washed us clean. All right. Good point. But yeah. why are we like priests? What would, talk about this for a minute. What was the function of a priest 
in the Old Testament that we now have through Christ in the New Testament. Well, the, 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 they were the ones to go into okay. the veiled area. They, they were, were the, the only ones. the presence of God right. once a year. And we were not, we were not, well, they were not permitted to do that, only the, the priests. Once a year on yeah. Yom Kippur, mm -hmm. the high priest With the sacrifice. Into the presence of right. God. Yeah. Now it says in Hebrews, we can come boldly yes. into the presence of God. Who are we? We're Gentiles. Oh, no I mean, we're, yeah. Okay, number two, a priest would make intercession. Mm-hmm. Okay, on behalf of yeah. his country, on behalf of his people, on mm -hmm. behalf of those that are straying, mm -hmm. we have the ability now yeah. to make intercession. Right. Yes. The priests were often the spokesman for God. Mm -hmm. We can take the word of God and share that with a people that mm -hmm. don't know the word of God. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Priests offer sacrifice. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, we can offer up, it says, present your bodies a living mm -hmm. sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. well, good deeds are in the New Testament are thought of as sacrifice. Uh, praise on our lips are thought mm -hmm. of as sacrifice. So we could develop this sometime, but we have priestly roles. Yeah. We don't understand as many times as believers. But it, he's also made us kings. Now, why that's interesting, those two occupations mm -hmm. are in the same verse. Because in the Old Testament, you could be a king, mm -hmm. but you couldn't be a priest. Mm -hmm. You could be a priest, but you couldn't be a king. There was only one king priest in the Old Testament. Who was that? Um, it was, uh, well, we, we just studied him. Uh, my gosh. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Melchizedek, right. Yeah. See, he was both king right. and priest, and that's right. why it'll say in Psalm 110 yeah. that Jesus is mm -hmm. after the order of Melchizedek. Oh, well, we all are now. He's right? a priest yeah. and a king, and now mm -hmm. he, we, we, we're not a, a Levitical priests. Right. We've entered into the Melchizedek yes. priest. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. What have we done? Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's very deep. It's just very follow deep. him. That's yeah. what we've done. So right. we'll mm -hmm. see this recur, this idea of kings and priests. The, the other big thing for me, for me, John, and you, remember we had to wait uh, in line to go to confession? Uh -huh. And so the priest, we'd have to talk to the priest, and the priest would be the one to say, you know, my son, your, you know, your sins uh -huh. are forgiven. Go out and say 20 Hail Marys and 15 Our Fathers. Remember? Uh -huh. uh, and so, yeah, John, you, you know what I'm talking about. But now that's the beauty of it. We go right to the Son of God, yeah. and, and we can talk to him. Yeah. One on one. Yeah, he yeah. ever lived to make intercession right. for us. And yeah. that's the new what Jesus has accomplished is just mm -hmm. I mean, the more you study it, it's it transcends. Yeah. He, he changed the whole course of the he, like he twisted yeah. the earth. You know yes, what I mean? Everything did. is like mm -hmm. different now. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. just powerful. Yeah. So he's made us kings of the he's washed us uh, for God the Father mm -hmm. to his glory and dominion forever and ever. Some Scholars think that's what they call a doxology. That was like a hymn. Hmm. You know, it would end with, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. You know, like a doxology. Ah, you, know? Yeah. Um, you know how we sing uh, uh, the doxology at the end to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Yes. And, you know? yeah. So mm -hmm. then it says, now this is the key. Remember when John wrote the Gospel of John, the opening chapter, mm -hmm. he declares the deity of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with mm -hmm. God. The Word. Mm -hmm. Then he says the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And then John the Baptist finally introduces Jesus, like the veil comes down at the River Jordan. What does he say? Behold, like a king, the Lamb of God who yeah, takes away the, the sins of the world. Of the world. Now yeah. after Jesus, John has established his deity here, what does he say in verse 7? Look, he is coming behold, with the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Behold, he is and coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him, and even those who pierced him. And that's, all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. That's one of the most critical verses of the book of Revelation. Ah. Right there. Right there. Uh -huh. Because, number one, he's using that, that. It's not just like, look, see. It's like, behold, this great wonder. He is coming with clouds. Every eye will see him. 
even they who pierced him, which is interesting. Now, keep a, a marker here, but turn to Zechariah for a moment. Zechariah chapter 12. This is like six, 700 years before Jesus was crucified. <coughs> Zechariah chapter 12. Um, this is a prophetic, this is going forward, right? And whoever finds it first, if you read verse 10. Ahead, Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Zechariah, verse 12? 10. 10. Chapter 12, verse 10. Okay. Chapter 10? Chapter 12, verse 10. Okay. Do you want me to? Okay, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. Notice that. Yeah. This is God speaking. Mm -hmm. They will look upon me, whom they have hmm. pierced. Well, back then, you didn't kill people by crucifixion yeah. or pierced. Yeah. You killed people by stoning them yes. or throwing them off a yeah, cliff or something yeah, like this. Right. But here's this thing oil. embedded yeah. mm -hmm. in the Old Testament yeah. that they're going to look upon him and as he's coming. Yeah, look at that. Now look yeah. where he, look at uh, this. Uh, just go to chapter 14. And chapter 14 is a little another hint about the coming Messiah, his second coming. And look what it says in verse 3 and 4. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as he fights on a day of battle. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a great valley with half of the mountain moving north and half moving south. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. So here we see his coming. You're going to look mm -hmm. upon him, he's pierced. Mm -hmm. And then it even talks, where is he coming back to? The Mount of Olives. Now, we're going to see in a minute why that's so important. Mm -hmm. Now, when you come into the New Testament and turn to Matthew, this is during the... Uh, our Lord's trial, okay, he's, uh, and he was not answering all these accusations that are being brought against him. He mm -hmm. just, uh, he's actually kind of there silently. But if you look at Matthew chapter 26, Matthew chapter 26, he's, he's in front of the high priest. Mm -hmm. Remember when Jesus was, before being crucified, he'll have six trials, three civil and three religious, hmm. before a religious authority. Okay. They keep taking yeah. them back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse 63, but Jesus kept silent. This is Matthew 26, 63. Mm -hmm. It says, but Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under an oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Now, here's why Jesus is going to speak. The high priest is in his office as a high priest. He puts him under an oath. Mm -hmm. I, I, so Jesus is honoring that. You know, I mean, not that it's a good priest, but he's, okay, you want it? You put mm -hmm. it under oath? You want the truth? Okay, here it is. Mm -hmm. He'll come up with this singular statement, verse 64. This is so important. It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter what? You will see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Mm -hmm. Wow. After that, they said, that's it. Notice, they ripped their clothes, that's it. Mm. And you, because what he's saying here is, I'm God. I'm coming back in judgment. Oftentimes, clouds in the Old Testament was a manifest presence of the presence of God. 
the Shekinah glory. Mm -hmm. Moses goes up on Mount Sinai, there's a cloud. Mm -hmm. They build a tabernacle in the wilderness, there's a cloud by day, a pillar oh, yeah. of fire by night. You often see yeah. this idea. And fire too. Yeah. And Jesus mm -hmm. is saying, I'm going. Right. So when he goes up, just turn now over to Acts chapter 1. I just want to show how this kind of connects together a little bit. Mm -hmm. When you look at Acts chapter 1, he gives the final marching orders <clears throat> for his followers and tells them in verse 8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, go back to Jerusalem, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. But now, look at verse um, 9 through 11. And he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking in the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken away from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Okay, thank you, Wanda. Mm -hmm. Now notice, where did he ascend from? Look at verse 12, from Mount Olivet. Mm -hmm. Where did it say in Zechariah he's going to return to? Mount Olivet. Mm -hmm. Notice in verse 9, it says he's going up in a cloud, physically up in a cloud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How's he coming back? Physically yeah. in a cloud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is you can take this to the bank. Oh yeah. You know this. This is it. I mean, people can deny it. They can ridicule it. But as much as he prophesied the second first coming, we're now in that zone now where we're looking at the prophecies of the second coming. He's coming back. Yeah. As sure as he came Absolutely. back the first time, which yeah. we celebrated yeah. Christmas, yeah. he's coming back. Yeah. Not a little humble baby born in a stable no. in the middle of the night, no and only shepherd. He's coming, he breaks no the sky. Yeah. And every eye shall see him. Yeah. This is part, yeah. you know, oh, this yeah. is what it is. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll go back to Revelation uh, chapter 1. <laughs> we just did the first couple of Oh, verses. I know, it's unbelievable. But do you understand yeah. how important that is? And notice he's yeah. pierced. Yes. In all of these. Yes. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, remember he, Thomas says, I won't believe him. Yes. Until what? Mm-hmm. And, until I can touch his wounds. His wounds and right. put my hand in the side right. where the spear. Right, right. What, which tells us, yeah. we're going to see this when we come to the, uh -huh. when John sees the lamb mm -hmm. in the, as it was slain. Right. Mm. This tells us that even in his resurrection glorified body, what's still visible on Jesus? His wounds. His wounds. Yeah. Now, of everything humans did on this planet, mm. pyramids, Aqueducts, Colosseums, iPads, computers, jet mm. airplanes. What is the one thing mankind has done with his hands that made it into heaven? Well, obviously, the wounds we put yeah. on the Son of God. Yeah. There it is, yeah. Everything else will pass away, yes. but the wounds for <clears throat> all eternity, yeah. it's an expression of yeah. his love for us. And then there's no denying it's him when he comes. No, no denying. No denying it. Yeah. You know, but it intrigues me that mm -hmm. those wounds are still visible. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing of all our great uh yeah. Inventions and everything yeah. we made, and we think yeah. we're so. We got the pyramid here, we got this over I, there. You know, it's, <laughs> we it, got it the, is an incredible vision. You know, the Dallas Cowboys had the Green uh, yeah. Arena. None of that. Yeah. You know, even in when we went to the Holy Land, uh -huh. when we went where they, where they, where his body on the, they laid his body mm -hmm. on the plate and washed his, washed his body. Even with that, the, the blood stains are still there. Yeah, the, the um, preparation stone. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's locked in history. It's locked in scripture, mm -hmm. and for people that really want to believe God, if you study this, you'll know it's of God. Mm -hmm. It just that takes the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But uh, as Wanda says, there's historical accuracy. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. prophetic accuracy. Mm -hmm. This is not a mythology. Yeah. Long, yeah. long ago, far, yeah. far away. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. All this kind of mythological, mm -hmm. like, this is real yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yes. So now look at the title Jesus assigns to himself here in verse 8. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. The Almighty. They see, now Jesus, now here's where he's starting to take these titles. They'll reappear through the book of Revelation. But Alpha and the Omega is just simply the Greek alphabet. A to Z, mm -hmm. he has no beginning, he has no end. You know, he is the eternal one. Son of Before God, Abraham was, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yes. You know, it, it is... Yeah. It, 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 it's hard for us to fathom because we have finite minds and this we're dealing with an infinite mm -hmm. God. Yeah. So we take him at his word, but it's true. That's why it says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in a world that's changing like our world, you've got to get with that which doesn't change. That's right. The word of God, the love of God, mm -hmm. God's plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these things don't change because our world is, 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 mm -hmm. is in the midst of a tsunami culturally, Politically, all different kinds Absolutely. of angles, but yeah. this, these people read the Word of God and it anchored them back then. We can yeah. anchor it. So if this world goes on for another hundred two, you can still anchor mm -hmm. God's Word yeah. to our existence. Okay, uh, so we continue. So there's he's making this declaration. Oh, yeah. I'm the Alpha. He'll actually do that at the very end of the book too, hmm. uh, where he will again express the idea that he's the Alpha and the Omega. This lends itself to. Um, John's not making this up, or he's not trying to <laughs> yeah. interpret. He's saying, "This is this is what I heard. Yeah. This is what I'm writing." Uh, many times, it's uh, John is told to write this. Here's what it says in the last chapter of the book of Revelation: "Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me uh, to give to everyone according to his work." This is very important. Our work that we do after we're believers. And then he says again, "I am the Alpha and the Omega, the right. beginning and the end, the first and the last." You know, from the yeah. beginning of the book, last chapter, first chapter. Yeah. He's making his declaration. Now, here's where John, if you read verse 9, will describe his situation. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance that are in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and my testimony about Jesus. There it is. That's why he's there. He's banished. It would be like... Like Alcatraz or something, yeah. San Quentin, you right. know, where they yeah. put people, they didn't yeah. kill them, they just mm -hmm. put these political prisoners mm -hmm. off on an island. Mm -hmm. He's he's probably 90 years old maybe at this mm -hmm. time, but he still says, I'm your brother. I like that. He, yeah. This is the great Apostle yeah. John, but he says, hey, I'm your brother, I'm your companion in tribulation. We're going through it. I mean, he's literally living through it. They think he had to break rocks there. They had some mm -hmm. quarries there. It was really mm -hmm. hard. But for the tribulation and the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ, a big thing here is patience. Mm -hmm. He wants this readership to be patient, to persevere, pound through this. It's coming. The storm's coming, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're prepared people to get through it. Uh, not easy. Now, was on the island that is called Patmos. Why was he on the island? Oh, he, was, he was banished there, right? Yeah, yeah, but why? He tells us why. Yeah. Because of the word of God and my testimony yep. about Jesus. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Same thing today. Mm -hmm. I mean, we or some suggest the twentieth and the twenty-first century the most persecution Christians have had throughout all of history. Yeah. We're going to study that later on oh, in some yeah. of the shows. Really? Oh yeah. There's statistics by good people, Gallup, Barna, even non-Christian. Yeah. yeah, I'd be curious. Oh yeah. How that would this play is this out. is yeah. And then he says here in verse ten, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet. Now. 
some theologians will dispute dispute exactly what he means the lord's day uh we do know that christians gathered on the first day of the week Mm -hmm. it's never called the lord's day like in corinthians or the book they simply call when you come together on the first day of the week have a collection and when you come together the first day of the week to share in the lord's supper there's good indicators that that's what it means the lord's day Mm -hmm. the other thing is the lord's day he's 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 seeing the the lord this day you know he's seeing this great revelation of jesus christ Mm -hmm. The other, you don't want to confuse it with, it's what's called the day of the Lord. Yeah. The day of the Lord in the Old Testament is when Jesus, re- that's the judgment. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, yeah. that's the great and terrible day of the Lord. The, he comes for his own, and then judgment falls on those that rebelled in the wicked. That, so you, there's little titling that we look at in the book of Revelation. You have to present it like, you know, suggested. Yeah. Yeah. My own sense, it's, it's, it's the day, it's the day of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus rose on the first day of the week on a Sunday. Pentecost, the birth of the church, was on the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. The apostles and the Christians assembled on the first day of the week. I just yeah. put there. I don't know. Right. Then he repeats this, verse 11. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches. So yeah. John is ordered. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you, mm-hmm. and it's going to get really fantastic when mm-hmm. we move through this book mm-hmm. of... Uh, and he says, I'll, I'm doing, I'm a stenographer. I'm a secretary. I'm just yeah. writing what I saw, yeah. you know, kind of a deal. Yeah. And these are literal seven churches, starting with Ephesus. He turns around to see the voice that spoke. Now, here's where you start seeing this. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. Now, where do you see seven lights on a lampstand? You remember? Uh, yeah, it was in the, the tabernacle. In the tabernacle yeah. or in the temple. temple. We yeah. call them a menorah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Now, these are separate. They seem to be separate <laughs> lampstands, yep. but nevertheless, mm-hmm. you see this idea of seven. There's the idea of seven mm-hmm. again. And then he sees one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about his chest with a golden band. Now, this uh, kind of clothing is indicative of the priest in the Old Testament. And the priest would have long... Uh, robe, mm-hmm, and right. then he have a sash. You could go back to Exodus. We won't do it. There's mm-hmm. some other. So it, it has kind of like this indicator. The priest would go into the temple, and yeah. he would tend the temple. He right. would replace the uh-huh. showbread. But he'd also check the lamp. Is there enough oil? Did he trim the wicks? Is the light? This is kind of like what Jesus is doing here. It mm-hmm. seems like he's mm-hmm. moving amongst the lamps, which our churches were going to see, and he's he's seeing how's their oil. Are they, you know, are they in trouble? You know, am I, do I have to remove the lampstand? He's almost in a high priestly role. Yeah. Now, why this is interesting yeah. is because when Jesus first came, there's three anointed offices in the Old Testament. Do you remember? There's three anointed offices in the Old Testament. Yeah. Often they would, you could, they actually poured oil and dedicated right. the person. Do you remember what the priest, three prophet, priest was one? and king. King, good. Very right. good, David. Yeah. So, in his, in his, uh, that's why we get the word um, Mashiach mm-hmm. or anoint, Christus is anointing. Yeah. You're anointed. So in his, in his coming, his first coming, mm-hmm. Jesus come very much in a prophetic role. That is mm-hmm. to say, he says, I only speak the words my father gives me. These yeah. words I give you. Um, uh, he says, uh, you listen to me. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. much a prophetic style role, a prophet like an under Moses. Mm-hmm. But now, with his ascension, he in a priestly role, he offers himself up. Nobody takes his life from him. Now, what is his role? What is he? What is his role in heaven now? He's sitting at the right hand of the yeah. Father. He ever liveth to what? Make intercession for yeah. us, priestly. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Then this is priestly function. Mm-hmm. If indeed that's what's going on here. Yeah. I see. When he returns, yeah. mm-hmm. 
in the white cloud mm -hmm. with all these our myriad and myriad of angels and mm -hmm. believers. He's coming back as king. King, absolutely. King of yeah, kings. Right. You see yeah. those three roles. Yes. Now there's crossover, but it is interesting yeah. how oh, they absolutely. interplay. Oh, man. Esau, and then um, his head, look at the description. Yeah. His head and his hair were yeah. white like wool. As white as snow, yeah. his eyes were like flames of fire. Yeah. Don't forget, John was probably closer to Jesus in his earthly life than anybody. Yes. Mm. You know, yeah. they walked together. Yeah. Probably slept in the same room, ate yeah. together, been in the boat with him yeah. together. But now he's seeing this person. Mm -hmm. What is going on here? And he says, his feet were like fine brass. Yes. As if refined in a furnace. His voice was like the sound of many waters, maybe like right. Niagara Falls. Yeah. All these things. And this all goes back to the Old Testament. There's yep. all these allusions. Absolutely. He's, but notice it says here, mm -hmm. he had in his mouth, he had in his right hand seven stars. Mm -hmm. So you see stars, mm -hmm. and then out of his mouth goes what? A two-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. See, this is pretty interesting language. How do you hold stars in your hand? Yeah. You know, and and uh, what, oh, God, what does yeah. he mean? <laughs> out of his mouth goes a two-edged sword. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you think? How, how I mean? How does that? Why would it be a sword? Why would he use that kind of imagery? For well, his... the, the the word of God is a sword, right? Yeah, you know, okay. that's our sword when we think of the armor of God. Exactly. Yeah. So it says in the Hebrew and Jesus chapter... completed the old with the new. I mean, you taught me that when we first met. That the point of the I like your visual. The point of the sword completes and connects the old and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the word. Yeah. His, his, his word is sharp. It's, yeah. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, the word of God is quick and powerful, right. sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting asunder, you know, yeah. cuts through. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 6 says the, the word of, the, the, the sword is the, mm -hmm. is, the, is the word of God. Right. See, it's the word yeah. of God. It, It'll say this in Revelation chapter 19, uh, where Jesus is coming now, kind yeah. of as a victor. Mm -hmm. It says, verse 14, chapter 19, verse and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white, yeah. clean, followed him on white horses. And mm -hmm. out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Yeah. And with it he should strike the nations. He himself will mm -hmm. rule uh, and he will tread the winepress of the fierceness uh -huh. of the wrath of God. So you see him coming. He doesn't yeah. engage the enemy. He, I mean, it's not like a fight, fight. He simply speaks. You know, mm -hmm. shoom, shoom. The word of God just cuts, cuts yes. through. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, that shows you the power. That shows you the power of God's word even in our lives today. Mm -hmm. Because number one, when we read the word of God, it cuts us. It convicts yes. us. Yes. Like, that's yeah. why really one of the first signs of backsliding is to leave the word of God unopened. Because yes. you don't want to be convicted. But no. conviction is a good thing. Right. The other thing is you can cut through arguments, mm -hmm. like you say, David, the two-edged sword, mm -hmm. like uh, the Jehovah Witness or another religion or cult comes you can cut through it mm -hmm. by using the word of god by on the deity of jesus christ is the point then push further as triangle that's temptation. the trinity go yeah, this way that way like he did with the enemy when here's he was the deal tempted. there's he used the word right? here's the deal yeah we christians have to learn how to use the yes, sword and not exactly. pocket knives yes too many of us are using scripture yeah. like a pocket knife yeah. and not a sword i, I agree we know yeah. a little we don't know enough yeah so we might yeah. know we might know what we believe, but we don't know why we believe it. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. No, I, I'm with it's you problematic. on that, 100%. Now, yeah. notice it says in Revelation 19, when he comes, everybody's going to be cut down. All his enemies are cut down. When he just does what? Speaks. Right. Let's get a little foreshadow of that. You want turn to go to, to Revelation? No, turn to John oh. for a moment. John 1. Yeah, John, uh, Revelation 19 is where he speaks and his uh -huh. enemies are cut down. Mm -hmm. But look at the, John when he comes and um, they're coming now uh, to arrest him. Right? 
And look when he, they come in John chapter, uh, Gospel of John chapter 18, right? Mm -hmm. Now remember when they come out, if you look at the other Gospels, they're coming out with a guard, yes. temple guard, perhaps Roman centurion yeah. soldiers. And they had their swords. Lo swords, yeah. lanterns. Right. This was their a mob. Shield. Yeah, oh yeah. Powerful, mm -hmm. powerful, well-armed men. Mm -hmm. They come up to Jesus. Look at, look at verse 3 of um, John chapter 18. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. This is heavily armed, right? Mm -hmm. They come up to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Look what Jesus says in, in verse 4. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? He goes after them. You see, <laughs> he's not hiding. He's yeah. going after. Okay, he says. He says, "What are you seeking?" Yeah. Now look at uh, look at verse five. Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, "I am he." Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. Now notice he just spoke, right? Mm -hmm. I am. It makes an I am statement. Look at the next verse six. When Jesus said, "I am he," they drew back and fell to the ground. Hmm. These are not men that are used to falling to the ground for anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are highly weaponized soldiers, troops, lanterns, swords, sticks. And all as he says, what? I am he. Mm -hmm. And they collapse to the ground. Yeah, wow. I think that's a foreshadowing of what happens at the end of the age. And then again, he Oh, that's an again. excellent yeah. visual, Jack. Yeah. That's an excellent yeah. visual. that you want? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I love it. <laughs> the power. You see, it's like yeah. a little bit of his power was yeah. released at that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, the way it's put together, it's pretty... It's oh, it's something else. Mm -hmm. Okay, now back to Revelation. Mm -hmm. um, it says... Where are you in Revelation? Uh, verse 16, uh, chapter 1, verse 16. Now, uh, go on then. He held in his right hand seven stars, and a sharp double-edged sword came from his mouth. His face was like the shining sun at its brightest. There it is. So, now, he... John can't handle it. It's, just, he's, it's overloading him, right? Yeah. He says in verse 17, when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. You can't, you'll see this in Isaiah, you'll see this in Ezekiel 1 when they have a vision of God. It's just too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The voltage. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's why we need a resurrected body to mm -hmm. be in the presence of God. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's just too much. Yeah. And he says, I, I, I love this because it says here, verse 7, and I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man, and he laid his right hand on me, saying, what? Do, Do not, not be afraid. afraid. I am the first and the last. Mm. Notice, he, he touches him. Yeah. You see, it says, it says, I found my feet, but he laid his right hand on me. This is very, This is the glorified Christ. It, it luminous yeah. power, extreme. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but he still touches. Yeah. Study in the Gospels the people that Jesus touches. The leper, the woman with the issue of love. The dead little child, when mm -hmm. memory goes into the room, mm -hmm. lifts her up, touches the blind man, puts spittle on his face. Jesus, the, the creator of the universe, yeah. reaches so close to us, <clears throat> he touches people that no other people would touch. Absolutely. And he's doing it yeah. in his glory. Now look for a moment back to Matthew chapter 18 at the transfiguration. I just want to show this. We'll start wrapping it up. But if you look at Matthew um, chapter uh 16 at the transfiguration i just want to look at something for a moment now this is where one of the times in um jesus uh, life where he uh -huh. um, allows himself to be kind of presented in in uh, in his glory right mm -hmm. okay 
So it says here, um, chapter 16 of Matthew, mm-hmm. um, he, he, he comes into the region and then he goes up and uh, I'm sorry, let's go to 17 first. See, after six days, chapter 17, verse 1, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, mm-hmm. uh, James's brother, led them up on a high mountain, and he was mm-hmm. transfigured before them. His face shone like sun. Mm-hmm. His clothes became white as light. Very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. To what John is now seeing. Okay. And then Peter said, Lord, it's good to be here. We should make tabernacles. In other words, let's dwell here. While he was speaking, verse 5. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, the Shekinah cloud. This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. The disciples heard it. They fell on their faces. They were greatly afraid. Very similar to John in Revelation. And what does Jesus do in verse 7? He touched them. He touched them. Mm -hmm. And says what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see? That was just an early foretaste. Yeah, right. Think of like when Jesus walked amongst man. Mm -hmm. Think of like nuclear power. Yeah. But to to carry nuclear power, radiating power, you have to put it in a lead box. You, you, right. you can't mm-hmm. you can't let it just be exposed. You know, like mm-hmm. you just too much. Mm-hmm. That's what I think happened with the soldiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little yeah. glimpse, and I think it came out more in full glory at the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's coming full blast. Yeah. At John in Revelation chapter one. Amen. And we'll start wrapping it up on that. But it's yeah. that idea well, that. He will now say, don't be afraid. I love the fact, nearly every time Jesus appears suddenly, yeah. people, the, the angels will say, or he will say, yeah. do not be afraid. Yeah. Remember when God was looking for Adam and Eve in the garden? They were hiding. And he says, why are you hiding? And they says, we were afraid. Yes. Fear is a big problem. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was back then. It is yeah. today. Yeah. And it's only truly through Jesus yeah. that we can say, don't be afraid. He says, I am he who lives uh, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Mm-hmm. Uh, notice he says, I am he who lives and was dead. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody can say this is this is not Jesus making this reference. It's not the right. Father. Right. It's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and I have the keys. Simply meaning here, he has the authority. He has the authority over death. He, mm-hmm. he can release prisoners. He's He's got the authority. Then he says, write these things which you have seen, the things which are, the things which will take place after this. Some suggest this is an outline to the book of Revelation. The things that you have seen, he's already seen this stuff in chapter 1. The things which are, perhaps to the seven churches, we're going to look at that maybe down the road, New Year. And the things which come after this, future, Mm -hmm. more future, perhaps those three. Right. Then finally we end on this. He says, the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand Mm -hmm. and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. The seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Now we can get that. Churches are like lights, right, in a darkened mm-hmm. world. You see, the, yeah. the, the lamps are on the earth, right. the stars are in heaven. Yeah. You see, I'm now, we know for certain the churches are the lamps, because he's <laughs> going to reiterate that when he visits the sure. churches in the yeah. next two chapters. Mm-hmm. Stars, theologians differ. Some say the messengers here mm-hmm. are elders or the pastors that are getting these messages. Others would say, I kind of lean this direction, the seven stars, which are seven... Um, Seven stars are angels to the seven churches. Yeah. People go, well, how could angels take a message? Well, verse 1, it says they're taking the whole message. Yeah. Remember, it says from yeah. God to Jesus to his angels. Yeah. To fifty Over 50 references in the, in the Revelation have reference to a singular or plural angels. They're all spirit beings. Yeah. Now, this could be different. I'm not making a hard case for it, but I close on this note. Mm-hmm. If you look in the New Testament alone about angels, number one, Jesus talks about angels 
uh, in front of little children. Mm -hmm. He says, "My father, the, their angel stands always in the presence of my heavenly father. Yeah. It speaks of like a guardian angel. It says in Hebrews chapter 1 that angels came to minister to believers. Okay, yeah. Angels released uh, Peter from prison at one at mm -hmm. point in time. It, it will say we're on display to angels. Okay, It says in uh, Ephesians chapter 3 that the church today... Is, is manifesting the wisdom of God to powers and principalities in heavenly places. My point being that when we move into the book of Revelation, we're going to see a lot of angelic activity. Mm, yeah. It's not surprising we would find it here, yeah. although we don't fully understand it no. very yeah. early on. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Wanda or David, on this? We just, a real flyover of chapter one. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I actually do have a closing thought. So in Revelation 1 3, it says, God promises a special blessing for those who keep the words of the prophecy of his book. To keep means to protect, preserve, guard, pay attention to, and hold as precious. Believers are called to guard and protect the book of Revelations to defend it against detractors who deny its relevance and critics who deny its authority. What's interesting, too, you know, when you think of the Lord's Prayer, John, yeah. that Jesus gave us, what is it, verse 3, we say, Our Father who art in heaven... And then, you know, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Right. Even right there when we're praying daily, if we say that prayer daily, that's what that's what we're all about. Everything. You know, when you think about it. And that's the you know, and that's what we do when we say that prayer all the time. See, so, God's yeah, kingdom is coming. It's gonna happen. Yeah. God's kingdom is here, yet it's coming. Right. See, it's inaugurated. Yeah. When Jesus comes and says the kingdom of God mm -hmm. is here. And and what we do as believers is we're coming under his kingship. Yeah. The more we, we seek to hallow mm -hmm. God's name and right. to do his will, right. we're coming under his reign. Mm -hmm. Take yeah. take control of my thoughts. Yes. Take control of my yeah. actions. Yeah. One day it's going to be fully. Mm -hmm. His kingdom is fully revealed. Right. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, right? right. But then back to the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Not only do we ask forgiveness and daily provision, daily bread, but it mm -hmm. also says what? Lead us not into temptation. But deliver but us from evil. There you go. The same, Book of Revelation. Yes, We're going right. to see that. Yeah. Isn't that That's great? a real prayer. That is excellent. It's wow. Uh, so thank you yeah. all for listening. Thank you again, Wanda, for Thanks, all, the, Wanda. all the work you do on uh, keeping these sound waves And have a great open. holiday, everybody. God yeah, bless Happy you all. Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, we got a lot to be thankful yes, for. Yes, we sure you know? do. It's, Absolutely. Uh, Modern advertising will show us our lack and why we need something new and improved. But the Bible shows us we got it all. <laughs> we got it all right here. We just got a counter blessing. Right. You know? For all of those who are um, mourning and are uh, experiencing sadness because during the holidays we think about uh, loved ones who have left us and going on yes. with the Lord. Yep. We just know that you're in our thoughts and yes. we feel you Amen. and we're praying with you and praying for you. And we That's pray that the peace of God will overtake you and that you will have a wonderful holiday this season. That's great, Wanda. Thank, Thank you. you, Wanda. God Thank bless you. Wanda. you. God bless everyone.